Welcome back to Beyond Well with Sheila Hamilton. I'm so happy to see Dr. Brian Goff here today. Hello, Brian. Hi, Sheila. And Dr. Jenna Lejeune. Oh, it's nice to have the whole team back. It is so wonderful for me when I meet a young artist who is taking a little shift in their lives um, to do something a little different. And I learned uh, from a very dear friend who actually happens to be here in studio as well, Kim, that Ron Artiste II had made Portland, Oregon his home. It's a big shift for Ron because he comes from Hawaii, a much more temperate land. And he's also making a shift in his music with his brand new album, Love is Love. Welcome, Ron. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Um, Tell us a little bit about the first song that you're going to sing. The song's called Broken. And the idea behind this song started out fairly simple, is that we spend so much of our lives trying to conform to what's accepted or celebrated to feel more comfortable in our own life or our own being, if you will. And the idea behind this song is just to acknowledge you're perfect in who you were born to be and who you are. You're you're perfect in that. And development through life, we pick up tools, we lay tools down, we develop, and we have just life experiences. But the idea that you're not good enough or something's wrong with you, if everyone doesn't celebrate you is really what's broken. I think we could go, go yeah. ahead and just like put parentheses around that and call it the show. The show. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah, actually what we're trying to talk about. Thank so you. So it's well, called Broken is Broken and this is off the new album Love is Love. Yes. Yeah. fall sometimes Lose all hope in one night The sun's gonna rise again Open your heart and let love in We're all a bit broken Let your light shine the cracks You're striving for perfect But you're already there And girl, you'll always stick out Sometimes not the way you'd like This world will try and lead you on And shred your dreams at night Striving for perfect But you're already there Cause we're all a bit broken Let your light shine the cries Oh I say mm-hmm. 
We're all a bit broken. Let your light shine through the cracks. You're striving for perfect. Already there. There's two doctors and a person um, who lost someone that I loved very much uh, to a mental health disorder. Part of the reason that this new shift in your music so speaks to us, Ron, is because you what you just said people you're already there you're fully formed wherever you are in your journey you're already loved and you're already completely whole but this is such a departure from the other music you were playing you know which is so full of funk and and a lot of really um like ambitious lyrics and and music so talk to me about this transition because it's big yeah. It's it's a big transition. Just before I move off this song, I got to tell you something cool. The the the, the lyric you just quoted, um, "You're already there." Yeah. My wife wrote that. You're oh. kidding. I was sitting, I was sitting on our porch, repeating that the other phrase. Um, We're all a bit broken. Let your light shine through the cracks. And like many writers, I was getting a little frustrated with myself that I couldn't find the second half. Yeah. And my wife walked by and she's like, you're striving for perfect, but you're already there. And wow. I was like, I don't know if she was completing the phrase oh, or telling me something. Oh my God. But, and we both were just like, I was like, wow, that's totally it. That's, yeah. And she's like, wow, I think that's what she, <laughs> you, you what were trying you to say. And so now when we, when we share that song, I think about it, I think about, you know, my personal journey up until we met her personal journey up to till we met and um the issue is in the world is we all tend to share and talk about our accomplishments with so much excitement and like it's welcomed at nearly every gathering to talk about what have you done like what have you but when we go through these really more heavy emotions or these kind of darker transitions in our life we think no one wants to hear about that. Mm. And what ends up happening is you fall into that illusion that you're alone, that no one can understand what you're going through, no one can understand where you are because no one else has experienced it. Mm. And that's not true. You know, <sighs> we all go through so much stuff. Yeah. And to talk about the departure from the the energy and the 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 idea from Soul Street, our last album, to this one, um, I, I really can't take responsibility for it. It's like um, being a songwriter for the longest time, I had an issue with taking credit for writing the song. Hmm. Meaning, like talent, like a lot of things, like air, a lot of things, they come through us. They're allowed to come through us. Mm -hmm. We're allowed to be a part of the process and share it. And I can't control... Or I can't just sit down, you know, like we see in the films. I can't just get a cup of tea and look out the window and say, I'm going to write a song about this right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. And I've tried. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's blank, right? Uh -huh. it, it, I still get a great afternoon to relax, but I don't I don't get that song. Um, It tends to come right at, if, 
jokingly, I'll say the wrong time. Like when I'm right in the middle of something that's demanding all my attention, all of a sudden there's a melody. All of a sudden there's something coming through. I'm like, what is that? Beautiful. And in that moment, I have to decide to value it enough to preserve and share it or to, or to try to think, oh, I'll get back to that. I'll, I'll hear it. And wow. 99% of the time when I say I'm going to get back to it, I'm going to remember it. I forgot it. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. It's gone. It just mm-hmm. flows through like that. You mentioned um, that this album was born at a time when you had decided to travel and really go off the grid. So I wanted you to take us through that process because I think that the quietness and the, the, the deep spiritual place that it came from really reflects that. Yeah. I, when I started the journey, I had no idea I was going to um, involuntarily be completely off the grid. <laughs> um, my uh, New Zealand, I've always wanted to go. My wife had been there before. She had spent, I think, about three months. and She absolutely loved it. So I thought... We had a really busy year last year. It was really kind of out of control, crazy. It's kind of it was a tipping point for us on touring, travel, and all that. So I said, I'm gonna schedule. And this was started out as a surprise. Um, I was scheduled one month in New Zealand, um, starting for my wife's birthday mm. on through the holidays, and I wasn't gonna tell her that I'd planned it. So. Of course, I spilled the beans, but <laughs> uh, this time, but when we got there, immediately my cell phone didn't work. Like we could rarely find Wi-Fi anywhere, but it was me, my wife, she was expecting our now third daughter mm-hmm. and our two other kids. And we had rented a camper van and the idea was just, we're going to just adventure from the North Island down to the South Island and just find a different place each night and just find something to eat, relax, enjoy the sunrise and the sunset. And and we really got <laughs> overwhelmed that it didn't just go like looking into a magazine. You know, you look in the magazine, everything's laid out perfectly. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of rain. <laughs> there were sand flies. <laughs> there were... Um, the minivan that we saw online, oh, the the camper van. The camper van we saw online that we thought we reserved wasn't the one we reserved. It was the size of a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> so which meant I, Dad, every night had to transform the whole van to turn it into a bed. And every morning I had to get out and hook this little propane stove up to cook breakfast, which was great the first few nights under yeah. the stars and everything. But then this storm, rainstorm right. came in. So every morning and night I'm sitting over there and we're parked in a little van and I'm like, it's going to be beautiful, they said. It's going to be relaxing, they said. It's going to be, it's going to be recuperation. And in all these things, um, what, what happened without thinking about it was, one, we didn't have all the outside distractions. Mm. Like, it was just us and family time. It wasn't um, like I wasn't able to get all my work phone calls and all that stuff. And what happens was it really slowed me down. And in the moments that I had to myself... It was only me. Mm. And in those moments, I really just inadvertently started to feel all the things I had been stepping over or trying or, you know, been too busy to address. Mm. Not Mm -hmm. been too busy, but thought I was too busy to address. 
the heaviest one being the passing of my, my father mm. who passed away in 2010 we were i mean saying we were best friends is really actually putting it lightly mm-hmm. like we we spent pretty much every day together I'm from a really big family of 11 kids six boys five girls and we all have a ton, had a ton of fun just creative madhouse but i really spent a lot of time with my dad like we would get up Four in the morning was my quiet time. I wasn't a night owl. I couldn't stay up past nine. That just wasn't me. You're right. Now being a musician, I've had to change that. But I would get up in the morning about 4, 4.30 and run my piano scales. And my dad would be reading the paper or going stuff. And we'd just hash out all of these random ideas about the world and what makes this or what makes that. And kind of losing my dad was really kind of like... will anyone ever understand me again mm. you know mm. you know what i mean it's like were there ever be that day where i know i had the worst performance of my life and folks are telling me how great it was but i'd look at my dad's empty piano stool and there were those all those things they have to deal with because looking what one thing that i really learned from my time with my dad was to look beyond what we can present to look beyond what we've learned and what we've gained to really value the person underneath mm-hmm. so then that reference of like me having a bad day on stage and people celebrating that the performance sounded great my dad would come up and he would ask me how are you feeling where was your mind where's your head at oh. yeah and just knowing that somebody got it or like would come and care about that level really mattered and after my dad passed i never heard those words again until until i met this wonderful woman from germany <laughs> who's now my wife and one day i was playing at some random place and i had a really horrible performance and everyone was telling me how great it was and she came up and keep in mind she never met my dad wow and she said to me word for word she's like how are you feeling where's your head at and i just <sighs> like i i never cry and i just had to tell her, i was like you have no idea what you just said to me and what it means like you have no idea love and yeah i mean it's going deep in a relationship with someone to where it's not about i like how you look i like how you carry yeah. yourself i like what you've gained no i love that light that's living in you that i want to get to know who that is and yeah. i want to take care of it and i trust that you're going to love the light that's in me and take care of that and I often tell her that I don't I don't think I've done anything in my life to deserve her. Hmm. And someone to find someone like that in your life is just um yeah, there's really no words for it. And to to talk about that transition of what happened in New Zealand with the time off we had. I just started one day just sitting with my guitar and if I can quarter was it's here i just started doing and that was the beginning of the song i wrote for my dad mm-hmm. and i was just kind of sitting outside and strumming it and and then i kind of started to hear the words and i was like and i just stopped i completely stopped because i had to ask myself am i ready for that yeah you know 
it's it's hard to describe it to someone who hasn't gone through a really heavy personal loss. Mm. But it's like when that kind of comes back, you're like, am I really ready to start walking down that path? Mm. I have no idea what's going to take where it's going to take me. Is it going to break me? Is it going to? Am I going to lose myself? Am I going to? You, you have no idea. Yeah. And mm. all I knew that, all I knew was that I there was no way that I couldn't go down that path. Mm-hmm. It was like it was it was really calling. It was really there, and it was really so clear. Mm. And it took me two days to write the song, and but it was really it was really ten years, and ten years in the making. Um, one of the things um, that came really clear for me was. I had friends that had lost loved ones that were really close before I lost my dad. Mm. And I came up to them and I would say, like, hey, we're here for you. I love you. Anything you need, like, let me know. All all the things that you would want to say that, that to help someone. And after I lost my dad, I thought, whew, man, I, I said all, I really said all the wrong things. Because, um, you know, anything you want, I'm, let me know it's like yeah can you bring my dad back yeah. is the first question first mm-hmm. thing that would come to mind it's like mm-hmm. but what i learned over those over those years is when someone's physically here with you you build you build a relationship like that one one to one me build a relationship with you and vice versa back to me and when that person's no longer physically here with you i believe that pain we feel is them making space to live in us. Mm-hmm. We can't rush that. And we're not meant to make sense of that. We're just, a, we're just meant to allow it to happen. And for me, it, it, took, it took 10 years to finally accept what was actually happening. And there's one line in the song that I say that deep Deep down, I know I'm I'm really scared that I'll forget the sound of your voice. Hmm. That's that's the other thing. Is you know, my dad was a very vocal person, <laughs> very energetic, very like um, infectious. Like it, like hey, let's do this. It's gonna work out. Let's go. Let's go. And it's like it's like he he would never give energy to the impossible. It's like, and and that's something my mom too. They both just always believe that. Do what you really believe is the right thing. Don't worry about that. It's not gonna work. It's gonna work. If you're gonna, if you're going after the right thing for the right reason, it's going to work. Wow. And again, I I grew up thinking that's completely normal. Everybody talks to their kids like that. (laughs) 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 I just. I don't know. I I could probably just go ahead and let you talk, but can you play the song that you wrote for for your dad? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and if it's too hard, we can we can actually just put it in too, the recorded version. Yeah, no. I, the the hardest time for me to play it was actually the first time performing it. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, that that was, yeah, that was a lot. But now I feel like each time I'm able to perform it, I, I just feel it kind of heals me a little bit more, yeah. and it's. It's really therapeutic, so yeah, I'd, I'd be honored to share it with you guys. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. 
said you'd stay Why did you go So much around Has changed So much you need To know I blamed you for so much inside me is torn so much I wish we shared but deep down I know I'm scared that I'll forget your Just with the uh, level of emotional acuity that Ron is bringing to this album, like I keep thinking about young men being turned on to Ron and understanding a whole new way of relating to their interior. You know? Yeah. The. I mean, I'm. I'm even sort of speechless here. That is just so. Your, your willingness to kind of go into this stuff that's been brewing for 10 years and I love that image you have of like the pain you feel is the thing that's making space for the person that you've lost um, it's just really inspiring yeah. beautiful and that, and that thing that you said about you know yeah you've lost 
but but you made this distinction between when they're here physically and then when they're here in you. Yeah. And and in some ways you lost your dad and in some ways you didn't. Uh, that's right? true, man. You know. Yeah, my mom has Alzheimer's and uh um you know, it's this this slow progression of saying goodbye. Mm. Um but then there's this also this place where being willing to feel that means that I don't lose her, you know. Mm. And, and and just the cost of the cost of people distancing themselves from that pain, you know, we call those those emotions bad as opposed yeah. to just painful. Mm. But it's you know, I've said this before, when when we pull away, run away from those kinds of emotions, what do we lose? You know, we lose, like, we lose, we lose a lot, man. I, right? I, I, I did it. I did my first like speakeasy last year, hmm. and I was really, I was really pumped, really excited to go and do it. Right? My topic yeah. was, my topic was truth, and a lot of folks thought I'm gonna go in there and be like, you know, tell the truth, don't tell a lie. You know that simple approach. And I was like, yeah. no, my approach is. You have to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I got a really tough question in in the Q and A afterwards, and it was someone asked me about negative emotions, and if you have to be true to yourself and express freely, then how can you express those things without becoming a burden to someone else? And which emotions are bad and should be avoided? Mm. And I'd never given thought to the subject from that perspective. And the answer that came out was, I really honestly don't believe in bad emotions. Mm -hmm. I used to. But I believe every emotion is necessary and should be expressed. But you should express them from a place of love. You can be angry with someone and express it from a place of love and it changes the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You can express it from a place of destruction and you know where it's going to lead or not lead you. Yeah. So if you feel sad, you can express that out of love. If you feel happy, you can express that out of love. If you feel really just crushed, it's hard, but you can express that out of love. And it, it invites someone to go on that journey with you as well as invites makes room for more understanding of where you are and how to get out of it or how to glow within it (laughs) sort of it's it's i and this is coming from someone who at 13 between 13 and 18 i told my parents i believed that emotion was um useless and that it was a really big distraction (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I want to overcome emotions. I want those not to be in my way. And my mom was really honestly terrified. She's like, whoa. Okay. My dad My dad took a more comical approach. He's like, all right, RoboCop, you let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> He's like, you let me know how that works out for you. Cause, uh, and, um, and it really was that progression of being given that space. I wasn't chased out of that thinking. Yeah. I was given the space to kind of like, all right, if you think that's what you want, explain to me why you think it's going to work and why you think it's going to make your life better. Mm-hmm. Because 
my dad was like, I could have just so many different life choices I could have done than to spend all my life, me and your mom, spend all our life here with these 11 kids who need our attention all day long and mm. want to yeah. tell us how they know the world better. But this is what makes our life rich. That's right. Is connections, is sharing and feeling. That's what makes us alive. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't get that for the longest time. I was like, of course I'm alive. Of course I feel. Of course mm-hmm. I this. You know, I'm hot or I'm cold. I'm happy or I'm, I'm upset. But I want to be able to be at the, the highest mental state consistently. And that was my goal. And and it's it's funny and backwards as it sounds I just because I wanted to be better at my art at my craft mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sitting in the corner and practicing my guitar and my dad said you're missing out on everything about what you're doing you should wow. just go outside s- s- smell flowers meet people do something that's where the expression of art comes from that's it's reflecting the life around us right Respect, you know you work on scales and it's like what are you gonna play about yeah yeah what, what are you gonna <laughs> play about oh uh, yeah man uh. well you want to be at this highest mental state as if that is somehow on the opposite end of a spectrum from exactly. fully experiencing yeah, exactly. life yeah, yeah. versus Aren't, aren't those the same thing? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But, right. but of yeah. course, I, I didn't get it. I was like, sure. was like you know, yeah. if, if, I'm, if I'm upset, if I'm mad, then I'm not thinking clearly. And my dad's <laughs> like, so you mean you're supposed to be two different people? Like one that feels and one that thinks? Well, you know, um, <laughs> you can die if your heart stops. You can... <laughs> Dive, your brain stops. It's kind of you wow. know, it's, you need both things, and and that led another song that I wrote years ago, and it's like the f- little phrase in that was, if the mind holds all the power, why can we die from a heart attack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's like we spend so much time separating the two, like right. like you pointed Not out, right. Right. as if that's gonna make <laughs> us better. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Has, has the new work been um, welcomed by Ron Artis and the Truth fans? Because they're known for those just like, you know, <laughs> just banger songs that you've performed. I, yeah, because I don't know if you guys have seen any of Ron's other work, but maybe just do a couple of little like things. So people were like <laughs> the, the Ron before versus this Ron that we have here today. Okay. He's both, of uh, course. But uh, I guess one of the soulful ones would go like... Take love, throw it all away. Trying to break hearts, tell you what thing. But I'm here to say, what's on your heart and soul? Right? I want, I want both. Yes, no, and. Right. And that's the thing that I'm thinking is I hear that. And we were saying like, oh, the, the person you were before and the person you are now. And, and, and I think of it more like, you know, I was 
you know, a podcast, you can't see my hands, but it's like this sort of this narrow band. And what you've done is just kind of expanded a little yeah. bit, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, so it's like, yeah, there's still that because that's one of the crayons in your box. Yeah. yeah. But that's, now that's I just perfect analogy. But now I just crayon. use these other colors. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's true. Because mm-hmm. I, I got to say my, um, my, my team, like, uh, like management team and agency, they're quite scared. <laughs> <laughs> I told them, I was like, they trust me, but. Um, we just finished Soul Street. Everybody's excited. It's almost like a half year, and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go back in studio. I have these new songs. And they're like, oh, wow, awesome. What do you hear? Like, I said, I'm hearing strings. <laughs> and it's, you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, they're like, okay, like with horns and a B3. And like, I'm like, no, more like just with an acoustic guitar and just singing and kind of sharing some stories and. The emotions just kind of really stripped down. And like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 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 well, and then I said that, that the scary phrase every artist says. When, when it's done, I'll show it to you, and you know what I mean. And they're like, oh. They're probably uh-oh. like, those damn Kiwis in New Zealand yeah. messed you up. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, had, I hadn't even gone to New Zealand yet. Oh. So this is when I had maybe two songs. Um, two songs in my head, and and they weren't even done yet. I just I, all I knew was I'm hearing all these strings, I'm hearing all these voices like a choir and all this stuff, and that kind of let me know where the direction of the music is gonna come from. But and I was like, you know, an album typically there's twelve songs, and they're like, so how many songs do you got? So I've almost got two, but the rest of them are gonna come, and it's like, you, I I kind of got to this place to where. It's like I don't try to plan out life. Mm. And my parents would always say that growing up. They're like, you know, man plans got laughs, right? Like he was like, we're, we're playing all this stuff overnight. And we're gonna, my dad was an artist and a musician. So he was like, we're going to go outside. We're going to paint these cool T-shirts. We're going to do all this stuff. For us, meaning all the kids, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going get, to get messy and paint or whatever. We wake up the next morning. It's storming and raining outside. It's like, yeah. well, new plan because nothing's going to dry. <laughs> so, <laughs> And so I, I kind of, like, I try to stay in the moment. I try to, I try to stay open enough to get my my own agenda out of the way mm. to feel what is it what is it that needs to be said what needs what is it that's necessary and it comes back it comes down to my idea of success mm. and in the music world we all know what the glorified idea of success is you know win a grammy win this you know get all the awards and right. that's never resonated with me of course when i was 13 i wanted to be the best guitar player in the world yeah and <laughs> <laughs> my parents maintain the answer that there's no such thing. Mm. They're like, once you reach a certain level of an art, it's all it's all opinion after that. There is no best. How can you ever compare Steve Ray Vaughan to um, Paco Della Chia? To, it's not, <laughs> it's not inherently competitive. Yeah. No, it's right. not. It's yeah. art. It's meant to be shared and experienced. Right. Yeah, Jimmy, experienced, right? It's, right. <laughs> and so it's like when it came down... Um, man, I started talking about guitar players. And I forgot what I was saying. Um, success. Yes, the idea of success for me, the most successful I ever can be, is knowing that at the end of my life, I've been of service to at least one person. Mm-hmm. Meaning, 
we have the ability with music to make a record or make an album or make recordings that will live long after we're gone from this world. Mm. If I've recorded one thing that can get someone through something that they're going through, or it's somehow inspire them to do what they believe is the right thing to be doing in their life, then I've succeeded. Well, I'm pretty sure you've already done that. Yeah, no kidding. This album does it. Do you want to leave us with one last song, Ron? Yes, I still have no idea which one I was going to play. I was going to... You keep referencing strings. I know we can't bust out strings here. I know, that would be pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's... um, There's... um, if can you, you do play, love is love the one you perform with your daughter oh I, my god it won't sound half as cute as no. with, where she's she, here her, she's, uh, his is it two or three-year-old daughter she's four now she's four i think she was three when we did that she, she provides uh almost like an acapella harmony on stage that is one of the most beautifully rendered songs i've ever seen and you couldn't make that harmony up because no, that's her just, that's, that's her. just her being her yeah. And it's so beautiful. We'll post it on our website as well. Love is love. It's not my man. Love is love It's greater than our nation It's pure Pure as the sun It's bright It's pure the second oh wow i feel like your dad's alive in you thank you that was so beautiful thank you so much for coming in ron and welcome to portland thank you (laughs) this is the kind of people we want to attract thank you it's it's it's, portland's been a beautiful place and oregon all together man it's been wonderful